be strong. There's only uh, only one event you can associate with that sound demo, and that is the summer of cricket. It's returning, mate. And even though we're in spring and the horses are galloping, we've got some WBBL cricket that's ready and ready to go for another season. And of course, we had to get you on this podcast preview, being the WBBL veteran that you are. So welcome, Damo. Yeah, I was sending out the messages. We nearly had to get our, our guest host on that had a bit more cricket knowledge, but I I have passed on some notes to you and you've done your research. Um, so you're aware that Lisa Stalaker um, no longer plays. <laughs> yes, um, so yes. <laughs> we're on the right track, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, this is pretty exciting stuff for you because obviously last year, uh, in a few of our podcast episodes, the people may have seen that you were in a hotel for, for most of the early podcast episodes from, from D-Kids, and that was because of a D- WBBL stint, I believe. Yeah, hopefully I can keep my bias out of this preview um, from, the, <laughs> from the Renegades. Um, I've tried to keep it as neutral as possible. But, yes, very different situation last year um, up in Sydney, actually involved in the tournament, but that's probably helped a little bit with the the preview and the form guide having probably a bit better understanding of the players that are out there um, and the quality in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So is there any changes we should know about the WBBL before we get stuck into the team previews? Is there anything, anything different this year, anything from format-wise that's uh, changed from when you were associated? I believe they've changed the finals structure. Um, yep. So I think it's a bit more like the men's where um, there's – a second chance rather than just a straight knockout semi-final. Um, yep. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's pretty much the same um, in terms of the playing format. Um, obviously they're not playing in each state again. Um, so starting off in Tassie for the first couple of weeks, move across to South Australia, Perth. Um, and then, I think the last lot of games is up in Mackay and then the final series is sort of still up in the air where it's going to be played. So um, all the major states except for New South Wales and Victoria get the games this season. Yeah. And, we, and we're used to that from all the other sports that have vacated Victoria anyway. So that's no issue. It will be an interesting sort of period because we can sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel with high vaccination rates in, in New South Wales and Victoria. So hopefully we can start to see some live sport you know, somewhat soon anyway. But... All right, we might get stuck into it then, Damo, if you want to get uh, want to get rolling and we'll uh, kick it off with our first team, if you like. Yeah, so we'll just start off in alphabetical order. We'll work our way through. Oh, so, alphabetical. Look, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the first team off the ranks, the Adelaide Strikers. Um, so they finished sixth last year um, with six wins and seven losses. The, the bottom end of the table was quite close last season, so it's pretty even amongst those teams. Um everyone knocked off everyone sort of in that, that space. Um, they have picked up one good international player. So they've got uh, Dane Van Neerkirk from South Africa, who's South Africa's captain, I believe. Um, so she's a leg spinning all rounder. So that's their main sort of recruit. They haven't really had many other changes to their squad for this tournament. Um I don't think they will improve much on their performance of six last season. I think they'll be sort of around that mark again. Um, 
Megan Shute, their, the Australian fast bowler, is unlikely to play in the first few games due to um, her partner having a baby. Um, I don't think she's going to go to the Tassie leg of the tournament. So that's probably going to bring them down a little bit as well in terms of their bowling stocks. Um, but what I've done for each team, I've gone through and nominate a, bat, a batter to watch, a bowler to watch, yeah. a young gun, and then sort of my prediction for the tournament. So um, for the strikers, the batter to watch um, is Talia McGrath. So if anyone was watching the women's internationals that had just been on against India, she was a standout. Um, wasn't a mainstay of the Australian squad by any means going into that tournament. There was a few players that sort of pulled out due to injury and um, other things, and she got her chance. Um and was player of the match in a couple of games and had some really good late um, innings knocks in the 2020s and the one days. So um, she's coming into that season, the WBBL season with some pretty hot form. Um, and she was one of the mainstays of the strikers squad last season anyway. So um, I think she'll be a, a match winner for them um, in the few games that they do win. Um, and the best thing about her as well is that she's going to bowl four overs every game for them as well. So she's a pretty good um, asset to the team. Moving to the bowler to watch for the strikers. So um, Sarah Coit, uh, I think she was their leading wicket taker last season. Um, she's a any, form- Is there any, any relation to Russell? Any relation to Russell there, Damo? Or? <laughs> I, I can only hope. I can only hope. <laughs> They're yeah. A little bit different in their their styles. Uh, Sarah Coit's a um, uh, a weightlifter these days. Um, she doesn't play yeah, right, domestic okay. cricket anymore. Um, yeah, so okay. she's she's pretty pretty stocky and built and got a few tats. So uh, a bit different to Russell Coit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Keep going. Yeah, that, that's all good. <laughs> I could resist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think she'll be the leader of the attack again. She's got a lot of experience. She has played for Australia previously. She's sort of at the back end of her career now. Um, doesn't play in the Women's National Cricket League or anything like that anymore. The big bash is just her, her go-to. Um, doesn't bowl with a lot of pace, but she's got a lot of slower ball variations. So um, I think early on in the season down in Tassie on some potentially tricky decks that'll come in handy, um, a change of speed and, um, you know, cutters and that sort of stuff. So I think she'll be the one to look out for with the ball for them if you're picking a fantasy team. Beautiful. And then, so we move on to the young guns. So who who do you reckon has got a bit of scope for improvement or might be the uh, might be a future star for the strikers? Yeah, this one's uh, she's already sort of proven. Um, so it's Laura Woolvart, who's a South African mm. um, import as well. She played there last year. She's She's a bit of a jet, but she's only 22, um, which yeah, I right. guess for women's yes. cricket is actually kind of old in a way. Like a lot of them are at 22 have got a few years experience, but I think um, for their squad, she's the one that will sort of um, really step up. And I reckon she'll sort of be in that 200 to 300 plus runs mark at a good clip. She'll be the anchor of their innings. So I think that's my young gun prediction for them. Obviously you'd also look at sort of Darcy Brown, who's the young fast bowler, um, for Australia as well. But I think Wolvart will probably have a bigger impact for the, the squad. And uh, it's very good, very good, uh, very good sort of summary, uh, summary there, Damo, of the, the contingent. How do you reckon they'll go? So what's your overall prediction for them, do you think? Yeah, as I said at the start, I think there hasn't been many changes and they sort of were 
not quite there last season. Um, mm. I think picking up Van Kirk is a good get for them. Um, and the fact that Darcy Brown and Talia McGrath were playing quite well for the Aussies, but I don't think across the board they have enough depth um, to sort of be that that winning side. You've got to have sort of three mm. to four bats and three to four good bowlers and then the, the other three of the squad sort of make up the spots um, and contribute a little bit. So um, I think they'll drop down. I've put them as eighth, eighth place this year, so that's last. But I think anywhere between eighth and sixth, they'll sort of be in that mark. I don't think they're going to push for finals. Um and especially with their key bowler, Megan Shoot, not playing the start of the tournament, there's, there's going to be sort of three or four games played there where if you lose them, you're definitely stuck in the bottom half of the, the ladder. Mm. Very good, Dan. You started, you started pretty well early. Oh, mate, I've been, in the, I've been in the dark yeah. depths of the, the dark web here <laughs> to find some of this information. Unfortunately, with the yeah. women's cricketers, there's not a heap of information on some of them. So um, I've yeah. done, done a lot of research here so hopefully i'm accurate and giving them a fair mm. depiction if only you could do this with your racehorse tips mate it'd be uh <laughs> it'd be a profitable exercise for you oh, the, the people missed out last weekend we actually had a blinder on the punch, yeah. but we, did, we didn't we didn't do a podcast so <laughs> yeah, oh, well, oh well we might do we might do one uh, for the for the big cups to come all right, so we'll move on now. Alphabetical water would be the Brisbane Heat demo. So this is more of a stronger, a stronger squad historically. So how do you sort of see them poised for the upcoming season? Yeah, so they finished second last year with eight wins, four losses. Um, there's been a few movements. So um, Delissa Kimmins retired and Amelia Kerr, their Kiwi that's played for the last few years, um, is not coming over due to a break for mental health reasons. Um, but they have picked up um, Poonam Yadav, who's a Indian leg spinner who um, has done a number on a lot of international teams with her spins. So I think that's a great pickup. Um, Amelia Kerr, who she replaces, essentially was a leg spinner as well that could bat probably a little bit better. So I think it's kind of a like-for-like like replacement. Other than that, they haven't really um, changed their squad much at all, and they've been pretty competitive the last three years. So I think that will continue. Um, and they've also picked up another South African, um, Annika Bosch, who's a handy bat and bowls a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. they've sort of added some depth there, um, despite losing probably one of their better players in Amelia Kerr. Um Moving on to sort of the batter to watch, bowler to watch and the young gun. Um, the batter to watch for me is Georgia Redmayne. Um, she's been a mainstay of their team for quite a while now um, and off the back of a really good um, domestic season last year, actually got picked in the Australian squad uh, for the India series. She didn't, didn't get a look in. She's sort of on the cusp of that, but I think... Um, the fact that she was in and around that Aussie squad um, should be looking to fire again. And I think she'll have a big summer um, and will want to impress to get into the Ashes squad at the back end of the summer as well. So um, I think she'll be their, their key with the bat with um, Grace, the, the sisters, Grace Harris and Laura come in to sort of uh, do the heavy hitting around her. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. And then move on to the bowlers. So, who who's gonna be who's gonna take a few wickets for the heat? You reckon? Yeah, um, 
their captain, Jess Jonathan, she's played heaps for Australia. She missed the yeah. India series through injury. Um, I'm not sure if she'll play straight up in the tournament just due to that injury, um, but she's their go-to spinner. Um, she'll pick up a heap of wickets, in my opinion, if she does play. So I think she's the crucial one for them. She normally bowls in the power play a little bit in the middle overs and sort of slows the game down. So um, if they don't have her for majority of the tournament because of injury, then it, it might be a little bit difficult for them to, to finish where I've predicted them. But um, mm. if, if she does play, I think they'll go quite well. And we are a big fan of Jess Johnson on the Trikes Performance Podcast because she's a Western Bulldog supporter, a proud Western Bulldog supporter. So we always wish her the very best in her endeavours on the pitch. And then so the uh, the young gun. So who's uh, who's someone to look out for, Damo? Yeah, again, not necessarily young in terms of the female game, but um, Georgia Presswich, she's 23 years of age. Um, she's played a few WBBL tournaments now. Um a medium fast bowler who's picked up quite a few wickets over her stint so far. Um, I think she'll be one of their go-to players and I sort of expect her to be looking at that 10 plus wicket territory this, this season, um, step up a bit. Uh, the spinners generally take quite a few wickets, but down in Tassie with potentially some green wickets, I think she'll um, do quite well. Beautiful. So where, where do you sort of see the heat finishing up for the, for the direction? They're sort of around the mark again? Yeah, I don't see them dropping off too much. They haven't really like lost too many players and they've definitely picked up quite well. So um, I put them down to finish third. Um, I think that's probably about where they'll be. Um, as I said, if Jonathan doesn't play, then that might change slightly. But I don't think they'll miss out on, on finals, that's for sure. Beautiful. All right. So now we'll go from the top, basically the top of Australia down all the way to the bottom. And we've got the Hobart Hurricanes. So they had a bit of a disappointing uh, 2020 season, I should say. And But you might have higher hopes for them this season. Yeah. Speaking to a few, few of my mates that are into cricket, this was sort of my tip early. I think they're going to turn it around um, quite well. I don't think they're going to be top of the ladder, but I definitely think they're going to be um, closer to the top end. So last year they were they were last um, with three wins and nine losses, and I think th- two of those wins were against the Renegades. So um, <laughs> uh, they've done they've done quite well. Um, they've picked up a couple of internationals that will um, help their stocks. They've also picked up a couple of um, local players as well. So they've got the leading wicket taker from the WBBL, Molly Strano, who's mm-hmm. moved down to Tassie for a domestic cricket as well, has has joined on from the Renegades. Um, and then they picked up Mignon Dupree, South African batter from the Melbourne Stars, who was a Jet last year. Uh, they also picked up Rachel Treneman from the Thunder, but she's done her ACL, so that's unfortunate. But um, they've added an extra international in Richard Gosh, who's a, an Indian player as well who is a wicketkeeper and they've got about three wicketkeepers in their squad. So it'd be interesting to see. They might have a few keepers fielding, which might um, be interesting to watch. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've, I'll go for me. I'll, I'll start with the prediction for them and then I'll go through their players. Yep. So um, I've sort of expecting them to move up into fourth or fifth. So I think that they're going to yep. be on that cusp of finals. They haven't played finals for about four years and it's only been six tournaments. So 
they've sort of been off the pace for a while. Um, but I think batting still the question mark. They've picked up um, Dupree. Um, they will support um, Nicola Carey and Rachel Priest. But um, bowling is definitely where their strength are with Strano, Carey, uh, Vakawera, Vlaminic um, and Smith. So they've got a fair bit of pace um, stocks and then they've got some handy spinners as well. So I think if they can get enough runs on the board, they'll be able to defend it, but that'll be the issue for them. Um, they're going to be needing to get sort of over that 140, 150 mark most games just to give themselves enough. Um, I think that was the issue for them last year is that on the odd occasion, they got a decent score, but a lot of the time they're in the low, low hundreds, which even if you've got a decent bowling lineup, it's pretty hard to, to defend. So um, for them, for them, the batter to watch, I've mentioned her already, but uh, Mignon Dupree, the South African, um, she'll, she'll have to anchor the innings for them, I think. Um, they normally go out pretty hot with Rachel Priest at the top who just swings for the hills and um, she'll get them quickly or she won't get them at all. So hopefully adding um, a bit of middle order depth will help with their batting. Um, in terms of the bowler to watch, um, Taylor Vlaminic, She's the quickest bowler in the women's game for Australia. Um, she hasn't played WBBL for two years due to injury, but she played the three 2020 internationals against India um, and, and seems to be firing, was sent them down pretty hot. So, um, again, some green decks down down south. She might do a bit <laughs> damage early, I think. Is it a bit of a Sean Tate sort of set up there, Damo, or what? Well, she bowls in the mid, mid-120s. I think yeah. the best clock sort of at best the, the high 120s which for the women's games very very quick normally you're sort of anywhere between uh sort of one 105 to 115 so she is a little bit yeah. quicker than most um yeah. i think when she sends down a bumper um it's it's pretty pretty quick pretty daunting for a lot of the girls so yeah <laughs> oh, beautiful <laughs> yeah uh and the young gun as well so who's uh who should we look at? Um yes, yeah, so I've gone with Amy Smith. So this is her second WBBL campaign, and she's only 16. So, so uh, the definition of a young gun. Yeah. Um she's she's a right arm leg spinner. Um they have picked up a few players, but I think she she's still in the best eleven that I've put together. Um so I think she'll she'll do quite well. She picked up quite a few wickets last season. Um, with the experience of some senior players coming in as well, I think she'll do very well. But yeah, at 16, as you said, she is certainly a young gun um, and just shows that the, the girls get into the elite level a little bit earlier. So, you know, by the time she's 22, 23, like some of these other young guns, she's going to have five years experience under her belt. Yeah, beautiful. All right, so we'll, we'll move on. You've done your prediction, obviously, for the Hurricanes, but we might move on to the... Uh... So the Melbourne Renegades, mate. So, you know, obviously, this is your, your domain and it's close to your heart. So, why don't, you, why don't you take us through where you see the Renegades? Obviously, is there going to be a, a post-Bednarski drop-off from the, uh, from the Renegades or what? Uh, no, I think they're going to go in the opposite direction. I think they'll get better. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's based on cricketing ability. Um they, yeah, they, finished, they, they yeah. finished seventh last year, so they had four wins, um, eight losses, and there was a couple of washouts in there, which every every team had last season. Um, they've recruited very, very well. Um, there's a lot of ins and outs for them. 
there's massive squad turnaround from the last season. All three internationals are gone. There's about four or five local players gone as well. So there's quite a bit of change in the squad. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. Last season, sort of the main issue, I think, was that um, the batting collapses was, was their major issue. Um, they started off quite slow in the power plays. The strike rate was quite low and sort of weren't ahead of the game a lot of the time. After the the six over power play, they were in that you know thirty or forty runs, which leaves you a bit behind the game, um, and and generally a few wickets down. So um, I think they've done quite well in adding to their batting depth. So they've picked up um, two Indian players. So they've got Jemima Rodriguez and Harmonit Preet Kaur, um, who have played in the international series. Jemima Rodriguez was belting them around um, in the 2020s. So she hits them pretty quickly, which is what they need. Um, so she'll be in that top three for the Renegades as well. Um, and then core, that's a little bit um, bit slower, but we'll add some depth to the mid middle order as well. But they've also got the return of Jess Duffin or Jess Cameron formerly, who um, is one of our multi-sport athletes. So she plays AFLW and WBBL. Um, she missed last season because uh, she she had a baby um, so she's back this year and she'll add a lot of depth to the middle order as well so I think that batting depth which was probably lacking last season um, will have improved um, and they've definitely got a really good spin bowling attack with two international spinners um, and the young gun Ella Hayward but I think pace bowling still still their um, weak point they've only really got one experienced or two experienced quicker bowlers. So um, they're probably going to have to rely a lot on spin. Um, so my prediction for them is fourth or fifth. So with the Willow then, Damo, who's the, who's the one to watch? Yeah. Um, Courtney Webb um, is my my selection. So she's one of the few yep. remaining players from last year. Had a breakout tournament, I would say. Um, had a lot of time to bat because there was often some collapses at the top order. So she was in and got yep. a lot more time to bat, um, but had her strike rate around that hundred mark, which is sort of um, the gold standard for 2020 cricket as a minimum um, in the women's game. So um, she got a couple of fifties and some thirties and forties there. So um, I think she'll look to continue on with this and with a bit more support from the top end, um, she's a bit of a dasher. So if you give her a bit of a platform, I think she'll, she'll go good again. Um, again, another one of the sort of dual coders. She was playing um, footy for Carlton as well for a bit there. Yep. Um, yeah. Beautiful. And then, and then, so roll the arm over. Who's, uh, who's uh, going to do some damage. Yeah. Uh, so one of our Australian players, so Georgia Wareham, um, she got injured sort of midway through last year's tournament with a, um, a leg injury um and then missed the rest of the tournament and she was actually probably doing better with the bat than she was the ball in that tournament um going quite quickly at the back end of the uh the innings but i think she was just coming into her own um in the australian series um and she did she did have an injury in the one day so she missed a couple of those but i think she'll come back um bigger and stronger and she's had a bit of time off and we'll really want to impress. So I think she'll have a big tournament and take that sort of 10 plus wicket mark again. Yeah. And then with your insider information, who is the younger we should look out for? Um, well, there's, there's kind of two I've put down here, Ella Hayward, um, who's a young yep. spinner who 
she cleaned up against the stars in the super over win um, last season. Um, hopefully she'll get a game, but you've got a fair bit of depth there with um, Molyneux and Wareham um, there. Uh, but Molly Strano is obviously left. So that does open up a spot for an extra spinner. Um, the other one to look out for is Poppy Gardner. She's a 16 year old um, young quick. I think yeah. if, I don't think she'll start the tournament, but I, I think if results don't quite go their way, she'll definitely get a, a go. Um, and she's an exciting one to watch. I think she'll um, do a bit in domestic cricket, potentially even international cricket in the years to come. Uh, but yeah, she's probably one that not many people have heard of or seen before. Um, and yeah, I think she'll go all right as well. Beautiful. There we go. That was pretty good, Damon. It was very good. It was very objective and there was no real... Renegades bias there, which was nice. That's that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So why don't we move to the cross the crosstown rivals, the stars? Now they finished the season on top, but were runners up overall. But looks like you've got them sliding down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So they were the, the team to beat really last season, um, which the Renegades did uh, in the super over. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah they've They've lost a lot of uh, good players um, from last season. So their leading spinner, Alana King's gone. Uh, Dupree, who's gone to Hobart. And then their two English imports, Catherine Brunt and Nat Siver, who are some of the best international players in the world in terms of bowlers. Um, they've gone. Um, they haven't really filled the spots um, of these people that have left. Um, so they've... Kim Garth, who's an Irish international who's been living in Australia, is looking to get a Australian passports, one of their internationals. And then they've picked up two sort of unsighted English players um, yep. who sort of made their debut over the summer in England, but they're sort of only domestic players over there. So they don't have that huge international status. So um, yep. they've got quite a young squad. And I think losing that experience is going to put a lot of pressure on these younger players and the couple of senior players they do have. So Meg Lanning, obviously the Australian captain, and then Elise Filani with the bat. And then they've got Aaron Osborne, who's a former Australian spinner. I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure on them. Um, and then the young, young sort that are in there. So I think they'll, they'll first last year and they missed out in the final. I think they're going to drop down to six or seventh this year, which is quite a drop off. But I just think because of the, the lack of recruitment um, and the, the pressure that's going to be put on the younger players, um, they're just lacking that, that experienced bowler and batter to sort of get them through that they had last year. Beautiful. So who's who's the batter? Who's the batter to watch then? Who's gonna wield the willow? Um I've I've put down Elise Villani here who had an absolute yeah. dominating year um in the BBL and the, the women's domestic tournament. Uh she's in the sort of twilight of her career. She's probably not gonna play for Australia again, um, despite having really good season last year. She's going to have to do a fair bit of the heavy hitting. I think if, if she doesn't get off to a flyer and Meg Lanning doesn't get runs, then they're sort of um, going to be in a bit of trouble. 
Uh, the other person I've put in here is a bit of a dark horse, but um, the young wicketkeeper, Nicole Fulton, she didn't really bat much last year, but I think she'll have a bit more resp- responsibility this year. And I think she might go all right as well um, with a bit more time in the middle rather than coming in with an over to go and having to to slog it around. So um, that's sort of my roughy on the batter to watch as well. Beautiful. And then um, just out of curiosity, Dan, what did you bowl back in the day? What, leg spin. Oh, so you were a spinner. Yeah. And yeah, right. Could you turn it much or not? Oh, I've retired from leg spin now. I've got the yips, but uh, yeah, I used to turn Office, it a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, who's, straight who's, breaks who's these the days, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So who's the who's a bowler to watch then for the stars? Coming from your buying experience, uh, I've gone with Tess Flintoff, who who debuted um last year. She's a young, young, quick, bit of an all-rounder. Um, she's played well last year um, and she's sort of in that territory of a little bit slower than uh, Vlaminic, but she's still quite sharp um, for the women's game. I think with Siva, Brunt and Furling, their older senior bowlers leaving, it's going to sort of be her and Annabelle Sutherland that are going to have to take the ball. They haven't really picked up a top-end spinner, so... Um, I think they're going to be responsible for for taking the wickets. So I think she'll sort of be in that mark of sort of around 10 wickets and probably 100-plus runs, which is a pretty good tournament for an all-rounder. Beautiful. And then a young gun for the stars. Yeah, again, um, so this is another young, quick Georgia Gall. She was there last year. Um, she played a few games, but she actually injured her hand. She split the webbing in one of the games and, and oh. didn't didn't return to play um, with Catherine Brunt and Matt Siver being there who are, you know, international pros. So um, she bowls with decent wheels as well. I reckon she'll take the new pill. Um, and so she'll sort of have to support Flint, Tess Flintoff, who I mentioned before, and Annabelle Sutherland. So I think there'll be a lot of youth played for the Stars this year, which is, which is promising um, and hopefully it pays off in the seasons to come. And hence your prediction why they might drop off just a little bit then. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. All right, so why don't we go to a place we'd probably both rather be at the moment, and that would be Perth, the home of the Scorchers, where there's no real COVID, there's no real restrictions, and life's pretty breezy, even though they're about three hours behind. So how do you rate the Scorchers this year? You reckon they'll be around the mark again? Yeah, they finished fourth last year. Um, I think they're going to finish in the top four again, so I put them down as second. Um, They've... They lost a couple of, of players, so a couple of the poms that they had last season uh, aren't coming back because they've got uh, other commitments. And then Nicole Bolton's moved to the Sydney Sixers, who's sort of been a mainstay of the team for the entire BBL. Um, but they've recruited very well. Um, so they've picked up the South African bowler, uh, Marazan Cap, and then the only Sri Lankan in the tournament, Chamari Atapadu, who's an absolute gun with the bat. Um, and then they picked up the Melbourne Stars um, leg spinner, Alana King. So I think they've done very, very well. Um, they haven't lo- lost anything in terms of batting and they've picked up in that front and they've also picked up on the bowling front. So um, they're, they're very powerful at the top end. They've got some of the bigger hitters in the game in Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney who open the batting. Um, they're either 
two for none or none for 70 of the first six yeah, overs. Right, so yeah. it's pretty, pretty heavy hitting. And then they've got Adapadu who's come in, who will anchor the middle of the innings as well. So um, they've also got some pretty handy bowlers. So I, I think, yeah, top, top two. They might even finish on top depending on how, how things go. It's comprehensive, and I hope the uh, I hope the, the listeners and viewers of this podcast appreciate the in depth insights you're giving because, mate, it's absolutely outstanding the depth you've gone to. I wish people could see the, the depth and detail in your run sheet. The, the little notes on the side, yeah, yeah, mate, it's unbelievable. You made one here apparently at three fifty seven a.m. yesterday. So there you go. I, I <laughs> doubt I wasn't up at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say really burn the candle at both ends to, to get this done. So we appreciate it anyway. So. Uh, who's the um, who's the batter to watch out in Perth? Are they playing at the Wacker? Where are they going to be playing? Uh, there's a couple of games at the Wacker, but they're playing at yeah. Ly- Lilac Hill or something, which I've never never okay. heard of. Yeah, they they go right. to some of the more regional grounds in the WBBL. Yeah, yeah, um, okay, right. The batters to watch. I've got two for uh, Perth Scorchers. So I mentioned them just before: Beth Mooney and Sophie Devine. Um, yep. Uh, some of the pundits have called them the Smash Sisters instead of the Bash Brothers. Um, but as, as I said, they they do not mess around. They belt the ball. Um, they hit it pretty hard and they hit it everywhere. So um, Sophie Devine didn't have the greatest of tours of the UK um, where New Zealand were, but she's one of the few Kiwis actually coming over. Um, I think she will turn it around. And if she's not firing with the bat, she'll be firing with the ball. Um, and Beth Mooney was Australia's best batter in the international summer so far. So I think she'll just continue that form. Beautiful. And then uh, on a red hot, fast, whack a pitch, who's going to do some damage? Well, I've actually picked a leg spinner. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Alana King, who she's played at Victoria previously. She was at the Stars and then she's moved across for the um, domestic cricket to Perth. Um, she tore it up last season. She was the stars, probably one of their best bowlers and took a heap of wickets. So um, I've got her down to take 10 plus again. I think she'll, she'll fire again. And obviously the tournament's played all around the country. So conditions will probably suit um, somewhere um, for the spin. Yep. Beautiful. Um, and, then and then the, the, so the young, young gun. gun, yeah, young gun. They're pretty old squad, to be honest, the Perth Scorchers. Um, okay. their, their squad players, I definitely had to do a bit of research to find out who some of them were. Um, they sort of yeah. play play with – they've got a squad of 16 or 17, but they only really use 13. So there's a bit of bit hard to find some depth. But um, the youngest player I sort of found in there that might have a bit of an impact is Lily um, Mills. Uh, she's a 22-year-old bat from Tassie. Hasn't really played a heap at domestic level, but she's made the move over to Perth Scorchers so, and, and WA. So um, I assume they see something in her and she did play a couple of games last year. So potentially she gets a go, um, but with the batting depth they've got, I'm not sure she'll get too much of a go. Right. So just out of curiosity, what, what age is the cutoff for a young gun when you can't be a young gun anymore? I've I've capped it at 22, 23 yeah, here. Yeah, um, yeah. Majority of their <laughs> squad was sort of twenty five plus, so yeah, it's a little bit hard. Yeah. But we've gone from sixteen through to twenty three there, so it's a big big age bracket. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. All right, so now let's move to the COVID capital of Australia, and that is Sydney. Yeah, we, we can rush Anyone through these ones. Yeah. We don't care about Sydney, but yeah, we don't care about Sydney too much. But we'll go with the Sixers. So 
Now, they finished uh, last season fifth, but you reckon they might be a chance at the top spot? Yeah, look, on, on paper, it's pretty hard to go go past them. Mm. Um, they've got like five of the top six of Australia's batting lineup play for them. Um, and outside of that, they've got a few squad players from the Australian team as well. Um, again, there's quite a few players in this squad that probably won't get a look in. Um, they'll stick to sort of their top 13, but they've lost their two South Africans in uh, Marazan Cup and Van Neerkirk, but they've brought in two Indian players in Shafali Verma and Radha Yadav, who are pretty handy. Um, and they also picked up the four, former Australian player, Nicole Bolton. So they've really just bolstered that. And Maitland Brown from the Renegades, who's a young quick. So um, they definitely haven't lost anyone and they've definitely picked up in, in that um, area. I think the only issue will be for them last year, they didn't really fire um, all their guns and a few of them are out of form at the moment. Elise Perry hasn't really lit it on fire at the international level this summer and likewise with Alyssa Healy. Um, but there'll be a bit of a change there. So Healy and Perry have opened the batting for the, the Sixers, the entire uh, WBBL. I think that'll, that, that'll change this year and it'll be Healy and Shafali Verma who smacks it around as well. So it could be a bit similar to Perth Scorchers. Could be two for none or none for 70 mm. off the first six. So um, yeah, I think if they put it all together, they're going to, they'll be hard to beat. So uh, it probably sounds like a difficult question then, given the strength of the the, uh, the top order. But who would you have as the batter to watch? Um, this is my notes here. It's the hardest of the lot. Um, I, I've gone with Alyssa Healy. Uh, she's been a bit quiet. She's had um, some sort of off-field issues as well and then hasn't really scored a heap of runs recently. But I think the freedom to just come back to the big bash and not have as much pressure and just go out there and whack the ball, um, I think she'll do quite well. And being paired up with the, the Indian recruit, Farley Verma, who likes to smack him around as well, it could be a pretty wild opening combo. Uh, you could see quite a few um, quick starts. So, yeah, I think Healy's my pick, but, I mean, you could pick anyone in the top six, really. Beautiful. So who then for the uh, for the, the Sixers is going to do, do a bit of damage with the pill? Yeah, so who's I've, gonna, I've, gonna be the I've gone with Maitland Brown. Um, yep. So she was with the Renegades and she tore a hamstring off the, off the bone or the tendon. Oh, boy. Um, doing the splits, trying to get back in while batting. So that was pretty unfortunate injury. Yeah. Um, she hasn't played a competitive match since and has been touring with the Australian squad, but she does bowl around that 120 mark, which is pretty rapid. Um, and I think she was pretty stiff not to get an Australian cap over the summer, to be honest. So um, I think she'll be a tear away quick for, for the Ooh. Sixers. And she's added in with... My young gun, which is um, Stella Campbell, who she debuted in the ODIs and the tests over the summer. And she's she is a young gun. She's 18, tall, young, quick. I think when you're pairing those two up from either end, it's going to be quite a um, yeah. scary prospect for the opposition batters when you've got got those two opening, opening up with the ball. So how many athletes in this competition do you reckon could bowl 120 plus? Uh, probably four five maybe yeah, there'd be right, a couple yeah. that just yeah. tick over but i think yeah. her, her and flamini can do it consistently yeah okay it's beautiful 
All right, so our young gun for the Sixers. Yeah, so I, I mentioned her just before. So Stella Campbell, yeah. um, she's quite well known, but I think she's just she's eighteen. Um, she's pretty much the youngest of the pick in that that Sixers squad, and um, I think she'll just continue to be quite impressive and take a few wickets along with Maitland Brown. Beautiful. All right, so now we move on to the other Sydney team, and that is the Thunder, of course, and they did all right last year. They won. they won at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you don't reckon they're going to go as well this year, though, David? No, I've got them down for seventh. I, I nearly had them eighth, oh. but I moved them out because yeah. I think they've got, they've got, they do have a decent squad still, but they've lost a lot of players as well. Um, they lost their core of their batting. Um, so they had England captain Heather Knight and then Tammy Beaumont, who's an uh, English player as well. Lots of experience between them. And then also their captain, Rachel Haynes, um, got injured in the Australian series. So unlikely to play the start of the tournament. Um, so they've lost their three best bats and they haven't really picked up a heap of depth to replace mm-hmm. it. The internationals, they've got um, Mantana, who's from India. She's a bat, but she's not super quick um, strike rate wise. And then they picked up a... a fast bowler from England who's sort of only played a couple of internationals. So the batting depth lacking a little bit. And then their bowling attack's good, but you need to have a lot of runs on the board to defend. Um, And I think the issue with them is that they may not be able to get the runs to defend with their bowling attack. Um, They kind of come from nowhere last year. They sort of were on the cusp and they won a couple of games late to make the finals in third place. So, yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen. They also lost their best bowler or quickest bowler in in Shabby Ismail. So, um, they've got some good depth in the bowling ranks, but I just think similar to the Stars, they just probably lost that depth that they had last year. So who who then is going to be able to score the runs for them? Who's going to, who's going to put the runs on the board? Yeah, well, as I said, Rachel Haynes is injured, so I think to start off with, it'll have to be Smriti Manhana, who's the Indian international. Um, she'll have to lead the line. She's really the the key bat um, around that. So I sort of jumped to my young gun um, as well. So she's probably the other person that's going to have to do a bit with the bat is, is Phoebe Litchfield, who's had a bit of media and she's been hyped up as sort of the next best thing in women's cricket in terms of batters. But um, in a few opportunities, is her strike rate's a little bit low, probably to be quick enough for the, the WBBL. It's all right if they need sort of someone to anchor the innings, but doesn't really accelerate. So I think this season to take herself to the next level, she's going to have to do, do that. She's going to get a bit quicker and probably support um, their better international bats in the start of the campaign until Rachel Haynes makes a comeback and then she could probably take a bit more of a backseat. Beautiful. All right. So I think we'll finish off then with the bowler, the bowler to watch. Yeah. Um, I've got Sammy Joe Johnson, who's been one of the key figures in the WBBL its entire entirety. Um, now that they've lost their, their quicker bowler and Shabby Ismail, I think she'll have to lead the line. And she's she's good for, um, you know, two or three wickets most games. She's got good variation, bowls a lot of slow balls, cutters. Um, and I think alongside um, Hannah Darlington, who played for Australia this summer, who's a similar type of bowler, they'll, they'll have to do the brunt of the work for, for the Thunder. 
Well, we damn it, that's pretty. That's a pretty comprehensive preview, mate. Yeah, I need a break. <laughs> mate, you, you've been you've been absolutely outstanding. I've sort of just had to facilitate and let you go and, and do and do your thing. But mate, that's a pretty comprehensive review, a preview of what's going to happen this year. So, mate, on behalf of the Trikes community, thanks for putting so much effort into it. I'll have to do one for the the men's World Cup. So give me another week, and I'll get us yeah. another form guide up. We are you are our resident cricket expert, of course, with uh, with Triax. So this is your your domain, obviously, because you know we, you know you're not much chop with the horses. So mate, you've done well. Or the basketball. Or the basketball. Actually, no. One of our highest rating podcast episodes was the basketball, which you featured on there. So I think one of our one of our viewers even commented on the fact that you didn't do much talking in that episode as well compared to me. So I wonder if that same person will comment on this episode as well. Yeah, but what was Rob not. doing here is just there in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I, Although I do, I am basically, well, I've confirmed it basically, that is one of your burner accounts, that that comment in question. But, you know, what can you do? So uh, BWBR season starts on Thursday night, Australian time, and then kicks off into the weekend as well. So can't wait for that to get started, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, there'll be something on the TV to watch, but uh, yeah. hopefully there's no day game Saturday because we've got Caulfield Cup. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We might do a preview for that as well. But on behalf of uh, Damon, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, watching. If you've got any value out of today's episode, please consider liking, subscribing, commenting, doing whatever you can to uh, help pump us up on whatever forum you're, uh, you're watching and listening from. So we appreciate the support as always, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Do 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 do